0: Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back again today with all of our listeners, and how blessed we are to be able to come together each day here on this program and open up God's Word and study a little bit further. You know, we're so blessed to have the Bible. So many people in so many parts of the world would love to have one copy of God's Word. In fact, they would stand in line to be able to receive one Bible. They don't have one. They would long to be blessed to have a copy of the Scriptures. We in this country have such ready access to the Scriptures that probably most households have, if not at least one, and probably two or three copies of the Bible, if not more, stuck away in closets or in bookcases or in cabinets somewhere. But uh, unfortunately, Probably for most households, those Bibles seldom get pulled out and read, very much at least, by the individuals who inhabit those homes. We are so blessed. We have such ready access. A person wants a Bible, they can get one. They can buy one probably for a dollar at some dollar stores, and if they don't even have a dollar, they can ask somebody, and somebody will give them a Bible for free. Now, that's almost... Without exception, that is the reality. And yet, so many of us read the Bible so little. Here in Search the Scriptures, we get into God's Word. We don't just talk about the Bible. We dig deep. We look at it in detail. And yet, we try to explain what is being taught in the Scriptures in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for our daily lives. We want to help you grow in your faith. And faith comes by hearing the word of god romans 10 and verse 17 and so we want to help you understand god's word better so that as you grow in your faith you can make up your mind in a fully informed way from the scriptures to ultimately decide to come to god through jesus christ repenting of your sins confessing your faith in christ as god's son and your lord and savior and surrendering to him in baptism, at which point the blood that he shed on the cross almost 2,000 years ago is still 100% effective to cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. We want to help you get to heaven. We really do, and we pray for you. We really do. We want to encourage you to do more than just listen to this radio program. Go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Scroll down the home page, click on the podcast button, sign up for our podcasting. It'll take you about one minute, literally. It is free, it always will be free. When you sign up for our podcasting, whatever smart device you choose, your smartphone, computer, laptop, pad, tablet, whatever it might be, all of our podcast studies and materials will go automatically to that device. Now that will be all of our sermons, all of our radio programs, all of our Bible classes and studies, and a great daily, short, about a 12 or 13-minute Bible study that we call today's Bible class. Very relevant in the topics that it covers. All of that, again, is free. Now, Also, at the end of the program, have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready. Jot down the information that we'll give you, that will tell you how to contact us, and you can receive a free Bible study. Through the regular postal mail it's free we'll take care of the postage you can also receive a copy of today's program on cd again for free and we'll take care of the postage so be ready to jot down that information and then contact us and remember our website churchofchrist.com i want us to ask a very serious question are you ready Some might say, uh, ready for what? Well, we're obviously focusing on being ready from a spiritual perspective, ready in our spiritual lives. But you see, our spiritual lives are contained within our physical bodies. And so however we live on the physical realm is going to reflect upon or determine ultimately our spiritual readiness to come to the end of this physical life and then face eternity. We face a lot of decisions in life from as we're living in this physical body and in this physical world. Now some of those decisions are ordinary. We don't even really think about them. They're kind of routine, everyday decisions. We have to make all kinds of decisions every day. What are we going to have for lunch what are we going to have for breakfast what are we going to have for dinner what route are we going to take to work do we need to get gas in our car what kind of clothes are we going to put on what colors we're going to wear a coat a sweater a jacket a hat whatever all kinds of decisions are made again almost without even thinking about many of them it's just kind of routine everyday decisions But then there are others that are matters that carry critical and potentially life-changing consequences. Now, look at the young man or the young woman who grows up and they get to be in their late teen years, maybe 18 or 19 or so. And so they're thinking about joining the military or maybe going to college. And if they're going to go into the military, what branch Well you talk about a life affecting decision, that certainly is one. But also, just as life affecting, is the idea of going to college. And then if I'm gonna go to college, which college? What part of the country? Is it gonna be local? Am I gonna live at home? Or am I going to live on campus? And then once I make that decision, Maybe I'll be traveling all the way across country from my, from my family. And and so, again, big decision. But then what am I going to major in? What, what major am I going to try to prepare myself for an ultimate life career decision and pathway? See, big decisions. But that's not the only, those are not the only ones. Uh, what is going to ultimately be my decision about getting married raising a family am I going to get married well when am I going to get married and once I get married where are we going to live are we going to rent an apartment are we going to buy a home are we going to live with mom and daddy either mine or hers or his and am I going to are we going to have children and when are we going to have children and how many children and sometimes more on a more material level level. We, we talk about, okay, uh, am I going to buy a car? Am I going to buy a house? Uh, what, what kind of clothes am I going to wear? What kind of labels? How expensive? All kinds of decisions. Some of them are just routine. Again, we don't even stop and think about, very much at least, about many of those decisions that we face daily. But then those bigger decisions, We have to stop and think about those if we're going to make wise decisions. James, what a great short five-chapter letter James is in the New Testament. Boy, he covers so much practical material for the individual life of a faithful follower of God through Jesus Christ, a Christian. In chapter 4, beginning with verse 13, we read, These thoughts and instructions from James. He says, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city. Spend a year there. Buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Well, James said two or three mouthfuls in those few short verses. First, think about what he says here in verse 13. Today, you say, today or tomorrow, we will, do, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. How many times do we run through our minds plans that are really very life-affecting plans, and maybe it's going to include the idea of moving to another location, We're going to invest money in this or in that, we're going to uh, try to set ourselves up in some kind of business or we're going to try to go to a particular trade school or maybe college, university, prepare ourselves for some profession and all of that And, and we're thinking all ahead of the time we're going to do this or do that and we're going to get this kind of an income. Maybe we're thinking about making some investments, maybe in the stock market or in some other way, maybe in somebody else's business. We're going to buy a share of that. And we're thinking, okay, now this should give me this percentage of return. And if I can do that over so, such and such a period of time, then I will gain this much in income. And that'll set me up for later stages in my life. Maybe retirement. Well, James says, you're making all these plans? You're making all these plans. You're deciding what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, where you're going to do it, and how much you're going to gain by doing it. Now, of course, we need to think carefully. We need to act wisely. But James is getting across the idea that you're doing all this on your own. You're making all these plans yourself. You're just making the decisions as though you are totally in charge and in control altogether. Well, then he goes on in verse 14 and says, whereas you don't know what will happen tomorrow. You make all these plans. What if something changes? What if something happens to you? What if something happens to one of your family members who depend upon you for care? A lot of times we think, well, that's not going to happen to me. But then it does. Or, you know, our family is good. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's strong. Everything's going well, but then something changes. Somebody is stricken with an illness. Somebody is in an accident. Somebody ends up in the hospital. Somebody dies. Those are normal occurrences in life, in this world. So he says, what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. We think, oh, I'm going to live to be 80 or 90 or 95 years old, or maybe 100, maybe maybe even beyond 100. And that seems like a long way off when you're 20 or 25 or 30. But you know, again, having preached for many decades full-time, I've done funerals for all ages of individuals, including newborn babies, little children, oh yes and all the way up through the different generations you see things change things happen when we start making all kinds of plans as though we are totally in control and we're going to give ourselves this period of time well we may be really surprised as time begins to run out or all of a sudden comes to an end I used to think as I was going through younger years in my life, and things would happen, I'd think, okay, well, in time, we'll be able to work through this. And the years passed. And then the time through which we would be able to work through some of those situations became shorter and shorter. And sometimes, maybe those days and those years passed all together and without being able to work our way through those situations. Well, think about what the scriptures teach us as far as longevity or how long a time our lives really hold. In Job 7 and verses 6 and 7, we read this my days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle i don't know if you've ever watched a weaver use his shuttle and it goes back and forth oh it's in the blink of an eye it's a flash that's how fast it is my days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle now what days the days of my life however long i live and you know to the person who is 20 years old and He's thinking about he might live till he's 80 or 85 or 90 or 95 or maybe even 100 or a little past that. Well, that seems like a long way off, as I said. But as he goes through life and the days or the the calendar keeps clicking off the years, he gets to be 50 and he's realized, well, you know, 80 doesn't look as far away anymore. He gets to be 60 and uh, maybe maybe I'll live to be 90. (laughs) Extend the calendar a little bit of my life. And then he gets to be 70. Well, he's staring 80 right in the face, isn't he? 85. The years keep going by. And how many times does a person who gets to be 60 or 65 or 70 years old think about something that happened back early in his life? And he thinks, well, you know, that was was, uh, just some years ago. And then he starts remembering more exactly, and he realizes that was 40 years ago. 40 years ago. I can remember that setting I can remember that scene I can remember what happened how could it be have been 40 years ago but then it was what did what did Job say my days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and are spent without hope oh remember that my life is a breath my life is a breath he's making a comparison there isn't he my eye will never again see good and then when we turn to the 14th chapter of Job, we look at verses 1 and 2. And again, look at his illustrations here of the brevity of time. Man is born of a woman, is of few days and full of trouble. He comes forth like a flower and fades away. He flees like a shadow and does not continue. He comes forth like a flower Isn't it beautiful in the springtime when the flowers begin to bloom? Oh, life, you know, is coming back up through the ground. And we can see springtime is here. Oh, it's great. But then how long do the blooms on those early flowers last? Not very long, do they? You ever buy a bouquet of roses or carnations? or whatever, from the florist, take them home, put them in a vase, set them on the table. Oh, they're pretty, aren't they? How long do they last before the blooms, the blossoms, start to fade and turn dark and then start to wilt and fall off? Not very long. That's what Job is saying here. Yes, he said, life, he comes forth like a flower, fades away flees like a shadow you might be out someplace maybe you're standing outside the parking lot or on a sidewalk and certain part of the day and the sun's shining from a certain direction and you see your shadow and if you continue to stand there and maybe talk to somebody as minutes go by you start to see your shadow become shorter and shorter don't you it changes it changes it's a fleeting kind of imagery. Job is saying that's what life is like. No matter how long we live or how short we live, it's, it's, it's like that. Now, also, also think about what we read in, in Psalm 78 and verse 39. And here the psalmist says, Psalm 78 verse 39. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a breath that passes away and does not come again. You know, every breath that we take is a one-time breath. We don't take that breath again, ever. It's gone. And that's how the psalmist is comparing or visualizing life, trying to illustrate it for us, how short it really is, how short it really is like a breath that passes away. We use it up one time and it's gone. In Psalm 25, verses 4 and 5, we read this. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. Oh, on you I wait all the day. When you think about what James goes on and talks about Back in James chapter 4, after he has emphasized how brief life is, what does he say next? After he says your life is but a is like a vapor, it appears for a little time and then vanishes away, and yet you've made all these plans as though you're in control and you control the time of your life. In verse 15 he says, Instead you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. And so here the psalmist says, And we can think of this as a prayer. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. He's praying that God would guide him, that God would give him the guidance and the direction and take care of him all along the way. In the 143rd Psalm, in verse 10, we read similarly. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Sometimes we make foolish decisions, don't we? Sometimes we make decisions that we think are, are worthy, but they don't work out. You've had those experiences, haven't you? We all have. And so there is why we always need to bring God into the decision-making process. We need to not just ask ourselves, am I ready to take this next step in life? But am I ready not just from a physical perspective or just mentally thinking, oh yeah, I'm ready to do this. I've got it in my mind. I've got it worked out. I've got it figured out and all that. But am I ready from the spiritual perspective? Have I asked God for His wisdom and His guidance? I remember one time, many, 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 many years ago, just a young man, and I I I heard about going into worm ranching or worm farming, raising worms for fishing. Oh, it sounded sounded rather exciting and maybe even glorious. You you just what 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 would you do? You didn't have to really do all that much. You just prepare some some uh, ground in some way, or some kind of, of 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 surface level in a box, and you start raising worms, and then you sell them to stores and 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 fishing places and all that for the fishermen to come in and get their buy their bait and everything. It sounded really neat, really something. Uh, I didn't do that. <laughs> After you think about it for a while and you get more information, it's not as glamorous a prospect as you might have thought to begin with. But that's just one example. James says, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Boast in your arrogance? What does he mean? What? You think you control everything. You think you control the longevity of your life. You think, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. And in 10 years, what if you don't have 10 more years? What if things don't work out the way you say? You need to ask God for his will in your life and his guidance and your, his directions and his blessings. And then James says, to him who knows to do good or to him who knows what is right to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. You need to be asking for God's guidance and living in his will. And his will may not be the same as what you think your will is right now. Are you ready to make all those life decisions? In the face of such matters, are you ready to make decisions that could be life-changing? Well, let's think about it. and We'll come back and think a little more. Asking this question, are you ready? Let's pray together. Father, Thank you for being there for us if we will just walk with you. And thank you, Father, for giving us your wisdom if we will seek it. Help us to be ready to face every day in life and ultimately the end of life when that time comes. Guide us in your will, Father, please. And please forgive us. This is our prayer, gracious Father. In Christ's name, amen.